8 o'clock, Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. This hour brought to you by Preston Lee at Country Financial. He believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. More of the signing day interviews coming up throughout the program. Also, our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. Sean Payton. Broncos get the deal done with the Saints. Now it's getting a contract done with Sean Payton. And he'll start to assemble his staff. I, I mentioned Mike Zimmer reportedly going to be joining Coach Prime staff in Colorado. But I also read that there's a chance that Mike Zimmer may change his mind about that. And he might be on Sean Payton's staff, possibly. It's only like an hour drive. You can do both. Yeah, I don't think he wants to do both. I don't think so. And you got frustrated having to be on the team with Kirk Cousins as the quarterback. <laughs> well, has he seen Russ this last season? Yeah, I, that's what I mean. <laughs> you think that's going to frust? You think that frustrated him? Uh So now that we've let it sink in a little bit, Sean Payton, can he get the Broncos into the playoffs in 2023? I think he can. I I really do. I think he can. Are they going to win the division? Let's not be. Let's again. We got to. We got to crawl before we walk. Walk before we run. How about getting to a winning record first? That would be nice. How about winning one of those, what, nine one-score games of the Broncos, winning a few of those? Mm -hmm. That would be nice. I think he can, though. If history has taught us anything about Sean Payton, he knows offensive football. And even when he's had injury challenges the quarterback spot, he's found a way to make it work. And I think he's going to find a way to make it work with Russell Wilson. You got some thoughts on this, non-Bronco fan. Yeah, I I mean, can he? Of of course he can. I mean, any coach Will can he? coach Will their he? team into the playoffs the next year. Will he? I'm going to say no. There are, between you and the top of the AFC pack, there are 14 teams. Between you and the bottom, there's two. You know, Indianapolis, who you lost to, and Houston, who you beat by one score at home when the fans were doing the Royal Rumble countdown to the play clock to your own team. Ten. Nine. Yeah. Uh, I just, they were 5-12 and 12 last year, and as it is, as it stands right now, the only change they've made is that head coach. Will that help? Sure, because it can't really hurt. You had... Kind of a middle-of-the-pack defense when it comes to scoring. A pretty top-ten defense when it comes to yards at the end of the season. I don't know until I see some until I see actual player acquisitions. I don't know just how much, if they're better enough to get through the teams with six wins, which is the Raiders. Seven wins, which is Tennessee, Cleveland, the Jets. Eight wins, New England. Nine wins... You know, Pittsburgh, Miami, Jacksonville to to fight into the playoffs. Yeah, Jacksonville got into the playoffs, but they were in a dog division. 
You finished nine games out of your division and five games out of a playoff spot. I just, I don't know if he can cover that gap in the first year until I see what they do player-wise. But then I go back to the nine one-score games where if this offense is just middle of the pack, Mm -hmm. they'd probably win those games because of the way the defense played. And you'd like to think that Sean Payton will get this defense, dear Lord, place at least middle of the pack. You would think that it would be better than that. I, I would like to think that they have the potential with a healthy Tim Patrick and a Jerry Judy emerging. Hopefully Javante Williams can be close to what Pookie's been in the past mm-hmm. when they do get him back. I mean, and, you and, and, can't and, be worse than scoring because yeah, you're DFL. You're, 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 it, it only goes up from there. It only can get better right. from there. It can't get worse. And if the offense can be better, if it can be more like we saw at the end of the season, which you'd like to think it will be, then they've they've got a chance of being a playoff team. I'm saying they're going to win the division and win 12 games and nonsense like that. But a better offense in 2023, which it should be, which it has to be, then I think that gets them into the playoffs. I, I do. It's not going to be easy. The AFC West is still... Patrick Mahomes is not going anywhere. Justin Herbert's not going anywhere. We don't know what's going to happen with the Raiders now. No. Who knows what that what that's going to look like. With Derek Carr leaving, I certainly think Sean Payton, with the track record of success offensively, it's going to get better. And that means I think this team will be a playoff team in 2023. You got some thoughts on that today. Text or call us, 970-242-1340. We'll talk about Tom Brady coming up in a moment, who announced his retirement. This time he's serious. Mm-hmm. He did a video and everything. Yeah, He's serious that he's going to retire. We'll talk more about that. Uh, also, have the new uh, Davis and Beetle podcast out uh, later on today, where we talk about some of the stuff with uh, Sean Payton and talk about uh, Tom Brady and Vic Fangio possibly coming back to be the defensive coordinator of the Broncos. Will Sean Payton keep Bajiro Vero? Because there's been the request by the Vikings for Avero to interview for their defensive coordinator position. He's not his guy. But you have to, if you're Sean Payton, look at what Avero did in his first year as the defensive coordinator for this football team. Because it's looking less and less like Ajiro Vero is going to going to be a head coach. Does he go with a guy that he knows in Fangio? But a guy that, you know, does he want to be back in the building where he got fired not that long ago? Does he want to be around the guy that fired him and George Payton? Or does Vic want to be out in California, back with the Niners, where his eye surgeon girlfriend lives? Which, I talk about this on the podcast. People got eyeballs in Denver, too. I know, but the, the idea that the Vic Fangio has a girlfriend. Because I, I clearly see Vic Fangio as a more professional butter maker from Bad News Bears. I could see I could see Vic in his, you know, 67, 68 Buick convertible or old caddy with his VHS tapes in the back seat. Because mm-hmm. he's he's against technology. VHS always worked for me. It was always good for me back in the day. I find it and, way more vole- believable for Vic to have a girlfriend, because at least he has some semblance of personality, than Bill Belichick. 
Well, Belichick's got got a lot of cash that I can help in that situation sometimes. With I mean, Vic's not exactly a dollar menu guy either. You know, well, he's no, got a but, nice little parachute from but, getting canned but by the Vergio broadcast. just seems like the guy that would he would come he would live like at a little apartment complex somewhere where all he's focused on is breaking down game film. That having a girlfriend seems like it would be the last thing on his mind, or that he would consider moving someplace that would impact his job, his job decision, mm-hmm. based on a girlfriend. He just doesn't seem like that guy, does he? He just no, does not it. really. He just does it. Good to show that he has a, a personal life, a, a social life. We'll see what happens with the whole Vic Fangio thing. I'm. I find it interesting that he would be willing to entertain the idea of coming back to Denver, considering what happened. We'll see. If I'm Vic Fangio, I said this yesterday, to where I don't know if he wants to be in the building, the place that he got fired a little over a year ago by the guy who fired him. And the more I thought about it into the afternoon and this morning, there's another reason I don't want to come back to Denver. Because... If it doesn't go well, after Russell Wilson, you know who's getting blame? It's not Sean Payton. Oh, Vic Fangio's back. If the defense is bad. Doesn't matter. I see I No, nope, you know Broncos fans. It does not matter. For some segment that that don't know what they're talking about. The favored son can do no wrong, and now it's Sean Payton. Yeah. It was John Elway. Now it's Sean Payton. Now it's not Sean. Vic Fangio really brought that bitterness and that losing attitude and culture back to the team. Sean's fine. They just need to get rid of Vic. You know that's how yeah, it goes. I, I don't agree with that. I think there's there, – could there be a segment that says that if things don't go well? If the defense if the defense plays like garbage, yeah, absolutely. He's going to get ripped, and he's going to get ripped even more so. It but doesn't de- have to be just the defense. But if the defense plays great and their problems are still there on the offensive side of the ball mm-hmm. – you're going to have, yeah, your course. They'll find a way. You're going to find some, but you, you, you paint with this broad brush stroke, Buckeye, mm-hmm. about Broncos country. Like any fan base, like your Browns, like any fan yeah. base, there are those that are level headed that. I like at, to call them the mute ones. Like, look, at the inf- look at the information in front of them, mm-hmm. evaluate it accordingly, and go, in, and go from there. And then there's the knee jerk overreaction. Well, that had nothing to do with that, but oh, that's, it did. It had everything. Yeah. No, it didn't. It had nothing to do with that. Every fan base has like that. the only reason Denver's this not team lo- that. lost twelve games last year is because Melvin Gordon fumbled every time. Which he is, touched which the is ball. stupid and ridiculous, and yeah. not the reason they they lost. Didn't help. Wasn't a great look. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't fix when they they cut him loose. It didn't really fix anything. But right. then again, also the Chiefs didn't exactly immediately promote him to the the fifty three man either. So. Yeah, Keep I don't know if mind. he's going to really be active next week. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, it would be delicious for Melvin Gordon to walk away from this season with a Super Bowl ring. It would just be so tasty. Oh. My focus is on the Broncos right now and not Melvin Gordon of the Chiefs. That's my focus. So to me, if the first thing that Sean Payton could do would bring Ajiro Aviro back. The question will be kind of like Vic being reluctant maybe to come back to Denver for obvious reasons. Avero for kind of a similar thing in that his buddy, Nathaniel Hackett, got canned. His longtime friend, former college teammate, does he want to stay with an organization that fired his buddy that brought him in? 
I think there comes a point where loyalty is important. It's good to be loyal to people. But there also comes a point when you're in the professional world where if Nathaniel Hackett held it against Averro for staying, that's stupid on Nathaniel Hackett's part. That's petty and that's stupid. Mm-hmm. He has a chance to to be around Sean Payton, be able to glean more information that might very well help him be a really good head coach in another year or two. Unless the situation is just intolerable, Aviro, he knows he knows this team. This team responded to his game plan. I, I just to me, if you're a Jiro Aviro and you you leave because it's they fired Nathaniel Hackett, eh, you're not seeing the big picture here. Loyalty's fine to a point, but Nathaniel Hackett has moved on, and I would like I like think Nathaniel Hackett would tell Aviro, Jiro. You're my friend. You'll always be my friend. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll work together again someday. But you need to, if you feel like that's the place you need to stay, I'm okay with that, despite what happened to me. I I would I would like to think that'd be the case. And, you know, I appreciate I appreciate the loyalty, but you're gonna have a chance to maybe get that football team to be in a playoff team. You're gonna enhance your resume potentially, the next go around of head coaching interviews. It makes a lot of sense for you to stay there. And if he leaves, fine. I mean, that's that's his right. He's he certainly can he needs to go where he feels comfortable. I just hope that this idea of loyalty to Nathaniel Hackett isn't the reason, huh? Gotta be loyal to Nat Hack, man. I can't stay here. But the head coaching job, I totally get it. If it's going yeah. to the Vikings, that's a to me it's a lateral move. If it's going to, into another DC job, it's a lateral move. Even though that's a playoff team, I get that. I understand that. But the job position is still what it is. Yeah, and I I mean, I just don't know automatically that Sean Payton keeps him anyway. I and have no idea. If it, makes, I'm gonna, it makes sense that he does, but I, I can't say that he if will. If I'm going to give up the capital and the money to get Sean Payton, I'm not going to saddle him with a coach he may not want. Like, hey, we're giving you all this money, but on the contingency, you keep this defensive coordinator who you've never worked with. You may not actually get along with. And I would hope that he would have a sit-down talk with him. There would be the discussion, hey, you know, you, your philosophy, what is it? You know, what about it has been successful? There would be a conversation with Sean Payton and Ajiro Vero about that. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be just, yeah, I don't know him and I'm not going to work with him. I like think Sean Payton's a smarter guy than that. But who knows? He may just say, look, I, w- I want to work with the guys that I want to work with. Vic Fangio's that guy, even though... Everybody thought he was going to Miami. NFL Network reported that he had had to deal with the Dolphins, but Fangio, in multiple one-on-one phone calls with reporters, has said that he's not made a final decision. So you're saying there's still a chance Mm -hmm. that Ice Pick Vic could make a return to the Denver Broncos. All right, so from a national standpoint, what's been the, uh, the feeling about Sean Payton? Well, first we'll start, we'll go more closer to home here. Cody Rourke, Mile High Sports Radio, joins us every Wednesday in the program. We asked him about uh, the Sean Payton hire. Here's uh, Cody Rourke from uh, yesterday's show. Payton obviously brings success. He's a proven winner, and now he's tasked with trying to change the culture that Denver has to win football games. Like, Sean Payton is a winner. Sean Payton knows what it takes to win football games. All right, so there's Cody Rourke. Now we go to Fox TV, Fox Sports. Bronco Hall of Fame tight end Shannon Sharp on Undisputed with uh, Skip Bayless. 
This is all Shannon. No, skip. 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 Here's Shannon Sharp on the Broncos trading for Sean Payton. And love it. I love it. This is what the Broncos had to do. And it seems to be the history skip of trading coaches for picks has worked out really well. The first that I can, we've documented that I can remember is Mike Holmgren. The Seattle sent two first tech yep. second round picks to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Mike Holmgren went to the Super Bowl. Yep. John Gruden, two first, two seconds. He won the Super Bowl. Coach Belichick, I think, went for a first, a fourth, and a seventh. You and did. we already know what happened in New England. So, ooh, I like it. Right now, Skip, that's three for three. Mm-hmm. I like it. And Sean Payton knows what it takes. He knows it's all about the team. If you're not a coach, if you're not in the front office, if you're not accounting or payroll, you don't need a damn office in the building. <laughs> mm. And I'm sure Sean Payton's going to do away with that. Everybody gets one parking spot at the stadium. Mm. One. Mm. I love this. Because mm. Sean Payton's going to get it right. He's going to tighten this ship up. He knows what it takes. You need to be able to run the football. And there's an expectation level. All this grandstanding, all this, 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 all that up, that's going out the window. Yep. I love, ooh, man. Hey, he don't need no advice from me because I already know what Sean Payton going to do. Mm-hmm. He going to clean he gonna clean this thing right on up. Because yep. there's a lot of things that was going on that's not conducive for winning. You have mentioned several. Yeah, I ain't, ain't going to say that. But there are several things. When you're an entertainer or a celebrity and you're on a tour, yep. you can do that. But when you're on a team, mm-hmm. your teammates got to believe that you are equal to them. Even though they know you might be a better player, but they got to feel that you're equal. Yep. And you don't, you don't think you're better than they are. Yep. Because if they think if they think that you think yep. that they're better, you're better than they are. Mm. Shannon's still fired up after that verbal uh, altercation with uh, John Morant and, mm-hmm. and, his, and his dad and everything. Wow. One thing I took from that, though, the way Shannon Sharp kind of painted that is that I get the feeling Russell Wilson is going to want out of town at some point because he wanted to be the coddled guy, right? And Pete Carroll just wasn't going to do that. So he comes to Denver and gets the whole parking bank, gets the floor of the parking garage to himself and offices and the whole thing. Now Sean Payton's going to come in and be like, nah, man, you're one of 53. And Russ just doesn't seem to want to go for that. Initially, like the thing with the office, I'm like, okay. I mean, if he's there and he's working, but that's also comes, and I agree with Shannon Sharp on this, that comes with you being successful too. That's the part he left out of there. Nobody cares if you're winning football games and and Russ throws for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns and they're a playoff team and they get the AFC championship game. Nobody cares. When you win five bleeping football games, Mm Mm-hmm. You care about stuff like an office and parking spaces and empower field. You could have as many offices as you want in Seattle. You took them to the Super Bowl twice and sure. won one. And that's fine. That's all well and good. But that didn't happen this season. And if Russ can't get that, if he doesn't understand that. You well, should have fewer offices than Peyton Manning in that building. Absolutely. And he doesn't even play for the team anymore. <laughs> absolutely. All right. One final thing before we take a break. We'll also have a who is it coming up. With uh, Tom Brady announcing his retirement yesterday, now he goes to Fox to start with the 10-year, $300 million deal that he signed with Fox TV to be their number one analyst. Which may start next year. <laughs> yeah, Because he's, he's not on the Super Bowl rundown of talent just yet. Could be on their pregame show. I mean, we're going to just immediately stuff him in the booth with Burkhart and Olsen. 
for the Super Bowl. I mean, that that would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But uh, don't be surprised to see him on the pregame show. I mean, it's like a what a twenty four hour pregame show. So I think it's starting <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, they'll, they'll have plenty of time to get Tom Brady on. I don't think he's going to be all that great. I just don't. I think as a studio guy, he'd be fine. I don't know if Brady can operate in the small windows that you have to to be a, a color analyst during an NFL football game. Maybe he'll be great. Maybe he'll surprise me. Maybe he'll be able to I don't he'll be able to break down defenses and do the the, the Tony Romo stuff that he that he wowed everybody with. I could Brady can do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he can be I don't know if the personality is going to come through with Tom Brady in that because if you listen to the Let's Go podcast, yeah. Eh, the, the personality's not necessarily there all the time. Put it that way. I, I still think Tom has too much of the New England in him. Yeah. We all kind yes. of raved about Tom unplugged when he came to Tampa, right? In his press conferences, you can see some of the personality a little bit. A little bit. You would think in the controlled environment of his own podcast with bucket carrier Jim Gray that he would show a little bit more personality. So to me, that kind of is like a, hmm, hmm. But like, I don't expect him to be great September 10th, right? Which is week no, one. No, no. He's got to, you know what I mean? He's got to get, you got to give him a full season. Like Troy to... Aikman, I, I don't even know if just a full season. He's got to, it, you, some people don't take to it right away, but they you turn out see, to be great. You've got to see impro- one of them. You got to see improvement, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean you got to see him get better. I'm not saying he can just come in drooling on himself, and if he does that the whole season, he's not going to be any, like he can get better from where he starts. That doesn't mean that he's great at the end of the season. And then, and if he's not, it's going to be. I don't you know, think. I don't think ultimately. Let's let's give him. Let's give him three years. I think ultimately he doesn't live up to being the number one guy at Fox. I just that's. I think three years is a fair period of time for that yeah. kind of development to happen. I think he could be better than everyone but Greg Olson on Fox right now. Yeah, I in I three years. I don't think. Yeah, it's not. It's not a great cast of characters. I still think Herb Street might be the best guy. Period. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, either, either either college or NFL. Mm-hmm. I think Herb Street's probably the best guy. I kind of like Charles Davis. Charles Davis isn't bad. He's okay. And then yeah. after that, I'm. But mm-hmm. he's relegated. What with Andrew Catalan. Yeah, like fourth, he's kind of yeah, he's kind of fourth string. Yeah, he deserves better than what he's getting. All right, it's time to play the Piles' favorite game on a Thursday, which is yes, up for grabs today for the first correct answer, as per usual, is the case of New Belgium, courtesy of our friends at High Country Beverage. First correct answer on the Chick Fil A text line nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. If you've won any time in the last two weeks, sit it out. Uh, if you're under twenty one, also sit it out. I have a Super Bowl ring. Multiple, actually. I played in the Pro Bowl when it was after the Super Bowl and when it was before the Super Bowl. I was a Pro Bowl selection for two different teams. Who is it? All right, first correct answer wins today. Must be 21 or older. If you've won the last two weeks, sit it out. Text in to 970-242-1340. I'm a big sports addict. I like sports. 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 This is the Jim Davis Show on the team. 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction. 102.1 FM, Delta Montrose. Welcome back. Jim and the Buckeye Boy today, the Jim Davis Show on the team sports network. Coming up on Tuesday, 
It's the Fruita Monument Wildcats Hall of Fame. And uh, Danny Doyle, who's a state championship golfer, will be inducted posthumously. And uh, one of the folks that will be there for that event was a uh, teammate of his on the golf team, also on, on the basketball team as well. Shane Unford joins us. Shane, I appreciate the time. How you doing? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Uh, glad to have you on. I enjoyed uh, our conversation the other day. We had to, the chance to catch up. It had been a very long time since we've had the chance to talk. And I, I know that uh, this, is, this has got to be It's very bittersweet because... Danny gets to go in, and you know, all of us were, would you know, would love it if Danny was still here with us for him to be there and to to, to be a part of this. But uh, for you, Shane, take us through your relationship with Danny. You guys play golf together. We were all on the basketball team together at Fruita Monument. Uh, Danny Doyle, just a, a tremendous golfer and a guy that was not a lifelong golfer, from what uh, Jack Beach told me, who uh, uh, nominated uh, Danny, that uh, didn't really pick it up till about junior high. So... Kind of take us through your time with uh, with Danny Doyle on the golf course. Sure. Um, so Danny had actually started playing maybe a year before I started, and uh, being a natural athlete, picked it up pretty quick, and and then from there just took it to a different level in competition and uh, playing in junior events, whether it was the Daily Sentinel or the Soda Pop and Glenwood Springs. Um, became quickly known uh, as a very competitive and good golfer. And and as we uh, got into high school, or later in junior high and high school, then we got into more competitive junior golf tournaments uh, at the state level, in which he had also re- uh, qualified for a national event and uh, continued on that. And then we played high school golf and and. Uh, on the golf team, and he uh, junior year was Malice of the State, and the team I think took second, if I remember right. Um, but super competitive and uh, fun to be with on the golf course, joking around. But uh, he did not like to lose, and was super competitive and uh, a really good golfer and, and natural at that. And, and one of the things that I remembered at the end of our high school time together was his uh, visit in the wintertime at University of Arizona. And, you know, that's uh, November, November, December time frame, and we hadn't touched the golf club in a few months. So he went down to Tucson, met with the golf team, played with them a couple rounds, and he came back and he goes, it's an interesting story for you. And I go, what's that? And he, he relayed that a lot of the team members of the U of A golf team were like, how do you do it? You haven't touched the club in months, and you're hitting it just as good as we are, and we play every day. Um, so that's kind of his, you know, acumen as a golfer and, and how well he picked it up and excelled at it. What were his strengths on the course? Short game? Off the tee? I mean, just kind of because – I. I didn't play golf with Danny. Uh, you did. You were out there all the time, practice, tournaments. Uh, what were the strengths? Obviously, the competitive part, Shane, was really important what made him such a good golfer. But just his game, what were the strengths for Danny Doyle as a golfer? I think the biggest strength was just uh, being calm, not getting too excited, uh, and trying to get the ball in the hole as quickly as you can, right? He hit the ball well. His arm play was good. Um, 
his putting was pretty good, but it was really as in golf, it, it's a physical aspect, but it's also the mental aspect. And sometimes the mental part of the game is, is much more difficult than uh, the physical side. So hitting a bad shot and getting upset about it, never saw him get upset um, in competition around hitting a bad shot. So I would just say, you know, the biggest advantage he had was staying calm and figuring out, okay, most shot went there. It's not exactly where I wanted it. How do I recover? And he would recover well. Yeah, a, a guy that had the the approach of you know taking taking chicken poop and making chicken salad out of it. Bad shot. Okay, how do I get myself out of this? How do I you know how do I get out of this rough? How do I get out of this sand trap? How do I how do I approach this? And I think I think it's interesting you say how competitive he was because sometimes we've seen guys that are golfers that are ultra competitive. They lose their minds if it's a bad shot, and it's interesting that Danny was able to harness that competitive nature that he had, Shane. By, but he also kept himself calm, knowing if I lose my mind here and if I toss my club into the water or whatever, that's not going to do me any good. I I, I got to figure out how to get myself out of this. I think it's an interesting combination of his competitive nature that he had and the calm that he had to be successful hole after hole. Right. Yeah, he was he was amazing in that front, and and many times we'd have conversations after a, a tournament or a round and. We talked about it, and he's like, I was nervous as all could be. And I'm like, yeah, well, so were we. Uh, but you never saw it from him on the course. He would just do his, he'd go about his business and uh, get it done. We're talking with Shane Unfred. He was a teammate of uh, Danny Doyle's at uh, Fruitland Monument High School. Uh, Danny will be uh, inducted posthumously into the Fruitland Monument Wildcat Hall of Fame coming up on Tuesday when Fruitland Monument hosts Montrose in basketball. Uh, Danny was an individual state champion, 82-83, uh, was also on the uh, the runner-up uh, state golf uh, championship team, same year, was a member, uh, like Shane and myself, of the uh, the Fruto Monument State uh, Championship basketball team. I know that uh, Jack Beach, when he was on with us, Shane relayed the story that Danny always wanted to play football, but you know golf was a big part of his life, obviously, and, and was able to parlay that into a chance to play at the University of Arizona. But he did finally go out to play football, uh, after the golf season was over and was a, a kick returner and, and played some defensive back as well. We played basketball with him. I mean, he was he was a tremendous golfer, but he was just a, a really, really talented all-around athlete. Yeah, he was. And when I met him in junior high school, he was, you know, we were both on the football team, the basketball team, and, and wrestling. And that, at that age, he was a phenomenal wrestler. Um, beyond, I had been wrestling as well, but he was a step above it. And then, you know, in the high school, then it got into playing basketball, golf, and baseball. And you think about the baseball swing and the golf swing, they're totally opposite. And most athletes that do those two sports have difficulty because instead of swinging level with the baseball bat and, and um, you tend to incorporate your golf swing. However, Denny was able to separate those two distinct swings by sport, which was amazing in my mind. And, and yeah, he did want to play football in high school. And our senior year, he, he approached me. He's like, we're, we're going to go play football. Let's go out to the football team. We can try out. And I'm like, 
dude, we're so out of shape. We're <laughs> golfers. We're not working out all the time. He goes, I'm going. And so he did, I, and I didn't. And uh, it was interesting. For about two weeks there, he he could hardly walk because she was so sore. And uh, But he did it, and he performed well at it. Do you have a favorite Danny Doyle story about just a moment you know that you always think about when you think about Danny that uh, always comes back to your mind? Um, One they can share on the air, Shane. Something that we're not going to get in trouble for at the FCC. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I I don't know if I have one specific one. Sure. Uh, That was a long time ago. As well, memory's probably not as good as it used to be. But, uh, boy, that's a good question. Uh, You know, every time it was, uh, competition or whatever after we got done, then we were always laughing, joking around, and, and just having fun and just kind of alleviating all that stress and com- competitive pressure. I, you know, just sit back, have fun, joke around. Sure. I mean, the chance, I mean, that's, that's a unique situation on a golf team. It's not like there's, you know, 40 some guys or, you know, 45, you know, guys in football or, you know, 12, 13 guys in basketball or, you know, you know, that number, you know, a higher number, you know, of, you know, of guys, you know, on, on a baseball team that, you know, in a golf team, you, you do have that chance, travel all those things, practice rounds to, to kind of have that, that opportunity to develop a, a really close relationship. No, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, from the time we were 13 through high school in the summer months, it was, not uncommon for us to be together on the golf course or practicing for you know eight nine hours a day and then on weekends playing golf tournaments so yeah spent a lot of time together well i, I know that you, you miss him uh so many folks that uh, were friends with danny uh you, you were uh, a very close friend of his i i knew danny we, we played sports together played basketball together uh knew danny knew probably doug a little bit better his older brother but um, but you know Danny was always just a, a great guy, and uh, just uh, it's a, it's a shame that he's not going to be here with us to uh, to honor him coming up on Tuesday when he goes into the Fruita Monument Hall of Fame. But I know Shane, you plan on coming up from uh, Arizona to be part of it. I think that's fantastic, and look forward to seeing you on Tuesday. I appreciate uh, some time this morning sharing some memories of uh, Danny Doyle. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Take care, All right, Shane Umfred, former uh, teammate, classmate of. Uh, Danny Doyle, who will go into the Fruita Monument Athletic Hall of Fame State Championship golfer uh, back in 1982-83. All right, uh, Jim along with the Buckeye Boy today. Text or call us 970-242-1340. Our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week coming up in just a little bit. We also have some more interviews from the signing day that happened yesterday. Uh, do we have a winner yet, by the way? No, we don't. It? Okay, so do you want to Let's hit it again? Yes. I have a Super Bowl ring. Multiple, actually. I played in the Pro Bowl when it was after the Super Bowl and when it was before the Super Bowl. I was a Pro Bowl selection for two different teams. We have some incorrect guesses that uh, we have Shannon Sharp. Incorrect. Did not play in the Pro Bowl after it was uh, moved to before the Super Bowl. He only played in it after the Super Bowl. Uh, Kenny Stabler, incorrect. 
was not a uh, Pro Bowl selection with two different teams. Tom Brady, that's a very good guess by Evan. But alas, Tom Brady has not played in the Pro Bowl since 2008. He's a 15-time Pro Bowl selection. But has not play. played because if it's the week before yeah, the Super Bowl, he's usually playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, usually he had something else on mm-hmm. the agenda. He's been selected a lot, but he has not yeah. played since they moved it. But the person I'm looking for has. And he was a Pro Bowl selection for two different teams. All right, so those are your clues. Text in now. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. Got a couple of texts. One from Rhonda. Good morning. I totally appreciate that you called Buckeye Boy out on the bashing of Broncos fans. It's ridiculous. Uh, Rhonda's not happy with you today, Buckeye Boy. Not happy at all. Uh, can't when, imagine why. When you think back on those one-score losses, you have to think that Sean Payton's decision-making could have at least very could have at least won half of those games. I think that puts the Broncos in nine wins last year. Yes, I think they'll be a playoff team this coming season from Broncos Sarge. Good morning, Broncos Sarge. All right, 840. We'll have our uh, Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week coming up in a moment. Let's quickly hop into... We're into four-down territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. <laughs> All right, start things out with first down. During a Twitter Q&A Wednesday, Devontae Adams was asked by a prominent Las Vegas account if he knows which neighborhood Rodgers might move to this offseason. What do you think Devontae Adams fired back? Uh, A curse word, maybe? No, no, oh, not okay. a curse word. Well, no, he, then he had a legitimate answer. That's underwhelming. Uh, Did he say Summerlin? He said, mine. Rodgers! Oh. This guy double check. There you go. Could uh, they be getting the band back together this time in Vegas? So you'd have Mahomes, Herbert, Wilson, and Rodgers all in the same division. That would be interesting. Speaking of, well, older quarterbacks, one that announced his retirement yesterday from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that uh, ESPN's Jeff Darlington... Uh, was talking about the quarterback situation with Scott Van Pelt last night and said that Brady's retirement opens up a quarterback spot for the Bucks. And Darlington mentioned a player that Tampa Bay likes. So they really like Kyle Trask. It's the second-round pick in 2021, number 64 overall, Florida Gator quarterback. Kyle Trask could be the guy that replaces TB12 in Tampa Bay. We shall see. All right, third and fourth down. Uh, third down, Tom Brady retired for the second time. And Rob Gronkowski wished him congratulations. Did you see this tweet? I did not. Tommy, since I already wrote you a long retirement message last year, this time I shall say welcome to the two times retired club. You're a legend and you always will be, my friend. Heart emoji, football emoji. I did see where... That's pretty uh, clever. Yeah, that's pretty good. Robert Kraft wants to sign Brady to a one-day contract so he can retire as a uh, New England Patriot. Technically, but you, we all know he won't. We all know think, he wouldn't think, retire. Do you think Brady will? Do you think Brady will? Yeah, I don't... I don't, I don't for know Robert he, Kraft, maybe. Yeah, he might do it for Bob Kraft. But we all will know that he didn't retire a Patriot in reality. Uh, will he do it if uh, Kraft kicks in a free massage? Not from Robert Kraft. <laughs> no. But Tommy's a single man now, so... That's what I'm saying. You know, uh, and that was Florida. Uh, also, during the Toronto Raptors game the other night, the PA microphone caught fire. That's a hot mic. 
Literally. Like, literally. And figuratively. A hot mic. All right, 842. Jim along with the Buckeye boy. We'll take a break. We'll come back. And uh, our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week is next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Yeah, I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level, the best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 846. Jim and the Buckeye boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. We're hoping to speak with our uh, Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. Do we have a winner yet for who is it today? We do. Okay. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Correct answer from Charlie. Peyton Manning, a Bronco and Colt Pro Bowler, played in the game before the Super Bowl and... After the Super Bowl, unlike that soft Tom Brady, yeah, to- soft Tommy. Yeah. Although he played, he played uh, before the Pro Bowl or before the Super Bowl the year the Broncos didn't make it. That's neither here nor there. Soft Tom Brady. That's really yeah. the focus here. All right. So yesterday, Fruit of Monument High School had uh, several athletes sign their letters of intent on signing day. One of them. Center for the Wildcats football team and long snapper, Keen Bessert, rated as one of the, the better long snappers in the nation. And uh, our own Tyler Franson, a.k.a. Cake, had the chance to talk with Keen, who signed his letter to be a long snapper for the University of Wisconsin. We're here with Keen Bessert. He is going to be a Badger at the University of Wisconsin. First of all, all due respect to all your fellow uh, athletes and signees today, but i got to say, best dressed of the bunch up here with the suit. <laughs> You got the red matching tie, the little uh, badger pin on there. It looks great. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Came prepared to represent my school. We've been kind of following your journey for a little while. You've been going to all these camps. You've been going to different places to really hone the craft of being a long snapper. And now it's culminated to this. How are you feeling about today? I mean, it's definitely all the things come into one. A lot of things, hards and lows. And it's great to feel it all come together and put pen on paper. You were talking about your brother and, and the relationship you guys had. And I think it was... Uh, your coach who mentioned that even during lockdown you were practicing long snapping in the hallway and showing the dedication that uh that that it really takes to get to be a d1 football player yeah it's it's definitely not easy it's a lot of work that goes in that's not seen and like i said in my speech um we pulled a my brother subaru forester in the parking lot and it ran me over long story short and then i got back up and he told me to pull it again so i pulled it (laughs) Um, so you're going to be going to Wisconsin, and you're obviously going to be playing D1. When it comes to the classroom, what's going to be the major? What's going to be kind of the academic side of things for you? So I'm going to pursue my MBA, do business in either accounting or finance. Very good. Well, congratulations once again. Best of luck to you. We uh, look to follow your career going forward. Thank you very much. All right, that's Keen Bassard of the Fruit of Monument Wildcats football team going to the University of Wisconsin. Also yesterday, in girls wrestling, Apollonia Middleton, Apple Middleton, who wrestles for the D51 Phoenix wrestling team. She's had an outstanding season for Coach Chad Dare. She signed her letter of intent to wrestle for Travis Mercado at Colorado Mesa University. We're talking now with Apple Middleton. She is going to become a wrestler at Colorado Mesa University. And it's a growing program. It's an on-the-rise program. What made you want to choose Mesa? 
Um, I actually went to Little Mavs for preschool, and I kind of just grew up around here, and I really love this school, and I kind of, my dad works there, so I've been going there for my whole life, and I went to the camp this summer. I love the coach, love the girls. It's just a really great program, and I'm really thankful to be a part of it. You've only been a high school wrestler for was a, not even a full two years, correct? Correct, yeah. I started last November, so it's it's been like a year and a few months. And now you've got some nas- or, uh, statewide top ten rankings. You've got quite a few uh, accolades already, so pretty meteoric rise, I would say. Yeah, um, you know, last year I kind of just went to, I barely qualified for state. I took like 10th, I went 1 and 2, and then this year... I was ranked second last week. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty nice to see that growth. And yeah, you mentioned that you've been around the school. You've been around Mesa for a while. Uh, as far as academic pursuits, what's kind of the plan there? What are you thinking of majoring in? Um, honestly, I'm still undecided. I'm really indecisive, so I think I'm just gonna take all my gen eds out of the way and see what I'm liking, try some things out, and just kind of see what works for me. Well, congratulations. Best of luck to you, and we look forward to following your career. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, Tyler Franson with uh, Apple Middleton of the uh, D51 Phoenix wrestling team signing to wrestle at Cairo Mesa. Also yesterday, uh, the Wildcats had two D1 signees, Keen Bessert with uh, Wisconsin, and also uh, Kyla Selietta, who signed to play soccer at the University of Colorado. Talking with Kyla Selietta. She is a soccer player for the Fruit of Monument Wildcats, and she's going to be a buff. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Now, i got to ask. When you went on your visit, did you get to meet Coach Prime? Unfortunately, no. I took my uh, visit before he got there. But uh, so no, close. Didn't get to meet him yet. You're going to a program that's a really, really good soccer program, particularly in the Pac-12. What made you decide to go to CU ultimately? Um, ultimately, I looked at other schools, and honestly, CU just really felt like home. I loved the coaching staff. Um, the program was obviously great, and I loved the location. It just really met all my needs. What about Boulder particularly, because that's that's kind of where I'm from, that area. What about that area, the town, the college campus really drew you to want to go to CU? Um, I've grown up here, so obviously I'm a very outdoorsy person. I really loved everything I had to offer. I'm an avid hiker and trail runner, so I really liked that I could still participate in the things I loved while playing soccer there. What are you going to be pursuing academically out at uh, CU? Um, academically, I'm going into their biological and physiological programs, so I'm going into uh, possibly something with PT, uh, med- along the lines of something medical. So. That's, that's going to be a lot of work, but I, I'm sure you could do it. Yeah, I'm really excited. So, Well, congratulations and best of luck to you going forward. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, we have one final interview from yesterday's uh, Wildcat signing day. Uh, Emma Kimbrough, who signed to uh, compete in swimming at Colorado Mesa University. Here's Emma Kimbrough with Tyler Franzen. We're talking now with Emma Kimbrough. She is going to be a swimmer at Colorado Mesa University, signing here for her uh, letter of intent at Fruit of Monument. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. What uh, about Mesa? We were talking uh, at your speech that it's a very highly competitive, top-ranked D2 program, beats a lot of D1 schools. So Mesa as a school for you, what about it? that program drew your, your interest? Honestly, I love Grand Junction. I've been born and raised here, so I love Grand Junction. Um, I love the campus. I love the way I felt on campus. And also, um, since I live here, I've got to experience um, the team from a little bit of a different perspective. And I love the team culture and the coach. And um, yeah, it, it's a very positive atmosphere. And um, there's lots of good energy there. 
and and your uh, your club coach Lily Borgenheimer, yeah. she obviously a, a very talented and and knows the program very well. What about her connection to the program made drew you closer to being a Maverick swimmer? Um, honestly, she's been very successful at CMU, and she's been very happy. And seeing her happy and successful um, made me realize that that is a great spot where I can grow and learn and become a better swimmer, but also a better person, and um, hopefully be successful as well in my swimming career. All right, last one. What are you going to pursue academically when you get to Mesa? Um, I'm thinking business right now, um, business and um, marketing or business and economics. So. Well, congratulations. Best of luck to you going Thank forward. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's Tyler Franson with Emma Kimbrough, who will uh, swim at Colorado Mesa University. Congratulations to all those uh Young student athletes that signed their letters of intent yesterday. All right. Uh, unfortunately, our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week unable to join us today. And uh, this week, uh, we selected from Central High School Andrew Serrano, who helped to lead uh, the Central Boys basketball team to a 45 42 win over Montrose on Tuesday night. And for Andrew, he scored 11 points in the game and he hit uh, three three pointers to help the Warriors get that victory over defending league champion Montrose. So congratulations to Andrew Serrano of Central High School. He is our uh, Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. If you need something fixed on your car, whether it's transmission, the heater, you name it, needs new struts, whatever the case may be, stop by Scotty's Complete Car Care Center, 437 Pickin Avenue here in Grand Junction. You can call them at 970-245-0101 or go to Scotty's Complete Auto Repair Com. It's Scotty's Complete Car Care Center, 437 Pickin Avenue, downtown Grand Junction. All right, hour three coming up. Dexter, call us today, 970-242-1340 on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line. It's the Jim Davis Show on the team.